0: Well, I want to start out with just saying one powerful comment here. You guys ready? God loves you. Do you know that? Amen. Do you believe that? Yeah. Now, it's easy to believe that when everything is going good, isn't it? Do we believe that when things get a little tough, when the circumstances change and things like that, when life gets a little complicated, you know? But, you know, don't you know that God never changes? Isn't that good to know? We serve a God that never changes. His love for you is unconditional. And when we make that uh when we come to the, the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, when we call out on the name of Jesus, we can know and rest assured that his love never changes for us, you know? And that's really the message today. We're going to look at a few uh, characteristics of God, but there's so many you can never contain them on any paper or on any lips because we serve an awesome and mighty God. So I want to, I want to look at that today. I hope we can go back and, and just look at some, some foundational building blocks. Uh, just to rejoice and build our faith in the Lord. So I entitled this God, but we put G period, O period, D period. And uh, as I'll say throughout there, uh, we're going to look at three points today to strengthen us in our amazing Lord. And I, I want to get into the scripture for that. If you got your Bibles with you, I always encourage you to bring your Bibles. If not, we try to put most of the uh, scriptures up here, but always bring your word when you can, okay? And we're starting out today in Ephesians 1, 7 and 8. And it says, he is so rich in kindness. And grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sin. He has showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. Let's get that in our hearts for a second. You know, that's where we need to start our day. Knowing about the love of God, knowing that God is for us, amen. You know, we were getting all set up this morning. And, and, you know, this morning was one of the first mornings we, we set everything up and says, it sounded great. I didn't have to touch any buttons. Nobody had to touch any buttons. And what happened? The first song, everything is, you know, wow, this is not working. That's the way life is sometimes, isn't it? But you know what? We just keep on looking at the big picture. Also, when we were doing all that stuff, Thomas told me, he says, you know, one of the things I do when I get up in the morning, I try to get some praise music going to set my day. Isn't that something? You know, we talked about a little bit last week, you know, a lot of times we get the daily dose of news and daily depression. I think it's great to know what's going on in the world, but not to be controlled by that. You know what? We are a living spirit in the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to be controlled by the Lord. I don't even want to say controlled, led by the Lord. How about that? That's what I want to say. Because God's not muscling you into doing anything. He just loves you so much, he wants you to point point you on the best path to take. Amen? And if we love somebody, we're going to trust somebody. Amen? And if we trust somebody, we're going to follow in their footsteps. That's our prayer. So that's what I want to start, uh, start out from that whole love scene there from where God is just pouring out his love in us. And I said, you know, when we look at this, I said, do we think about this? Do we start out each day and live out each moment knowing how much God loves us? I don't think you could ever preach on that enough. You know what I mean? That and forgiveness and, and just all those things. Because I tell you, what happens the first time something grips your heart? You start questioning maybe your salvation. You start questioning the love of the Lord. You start questioning about all these things. You start questioning, well, it, maybe because I'm not doing this, God's not doing that. Okay? And, and there's there's there's, you know... Awesome uh, some things to look at there, but I want you to, this is what I'm trying to get boiled it down to. God's love for you is unconditional. And if we walk out from that point, other things are going to be really easier for us to see. And God's going to illuminate those things in our life. Do you see God as rich in kindness in your life? Do you see it? Do you see it in your life as that? Do you see God rich in grace in your life? And, you know, I just pray as we walk through today's message that we really understand what Christ has purchased for us. And the sacrifice of that the songs this week were just right on time for for the, the whole message and mission. Because I call it more than a message. It's a mission. It's a mission to take what God's shown us here and apply it to our lives and then apply it outside of our lives to others. Amen. Not just in our lives. Right. First us. Right. And then out to others. That's why it's so important. Just like those batteries in my guitar. They need to be changed every now and then. They need to be charged every now and then. Amen? We need to be charged up on what's going on in uh, God's word. So I, I hope that we just look at that. You know, so many times, I'm just going to take a little detour here. So many times God shows me some amazing things through some simple stuff. And throughout the message, I believe we're going to be able to pull them in. You know, when I was looking at it, I was like, man, I've got to get the guitar going and everything else. But, you know, the Lord's just showing me, you know what? That's how important it is to stay plugged in. If you got a bad connection, you're going to miss out. See, when you come here, I pray you get a good connection to what God's doing. When you're at home and you're plugging into God's word through prayer, through reading his word, through meditating on the word of God, through praise, stay plugged in. You know, and you say, you got all that from just the battery being dead in your guitar? Yeah. I'll give you another one, right? This, we'll just have a little fun time with this. Broke down and got a new computer. All right. Boy, did we need it. Did we need it? You know? And so we research and everything, and I know enough about this. First thing I'm going to do is get Tim to take care of it get everything straight on it. So Tim got everything straight on the computer. I mean, he's behind the scene. Let me tell you, man, I, I thank the Lord for my brother. He's always behind the scene doing stuff. He gets it. He's got all the programs on it. He has it for like a day and a half, man, doing all this stuff. I have it for three minutes. Boop. I push one button to download a file that we need to transfer all the sermon stuff. (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I don't want to call Tim. <laughs> I'm gonna i to, I'm going to tell you what the Lord showed me after the fact, right? How does this tie into a message you want? It's a message in itself. So it's all factory fresh. Tim's got it all restored. He brings it to me. I got it. I push a button. I got it. I know what's going on. Man, thanks, yeah, I got it. Does that sound like us? I got it. I got it. So I push the button, download it. And, man, the the, the, the software's going boop, boop, boop. I was like, well, I can fix that. I'll fix it. So the more I dig in, guess what? The worse it's getting, man. It's not good. I was like, I got to call him. I got to call him. So I called him, and he didn't answer. And I was like, well, that's probably a good sign because I can fix it. I'm going deeper now, man. I'm going deeper. Do we do that with our life? We go, I can fix it, God. I can fix it. And we, go, we do a few more things. And finally, I get to the point I'm texting, please. Because <laughs> I'm tearing it up. So I had it good three minutes. And it only took you what, a day and a half to fix everything I ruined in three minutes. You know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I thought about that. I said, isn't that just like our life sometimes? We take off running. I got it. I'm going to do it and everything. And, and, and what happens is sometimes we just need to come back to the master. Amen? You see what I'm saying there. So Tim, he says, and he says, I said, man, I'm really sorry about I took up all your time. He says, not a problem. And all these things, He'd never, never, don't ever do that. None of those things. And he gave it back to me. And this is what he said this morning. He says, it's been restored again. <laughs> I said, amen. He had no idea. I'm thinking, I got it, Lord. What, is, what does God do with our life? Man, this is a sermon in itself. When we, when we miss the mark, when we come up smelling, we, we try to fix it. We do all these things and we, we go, Lord. The Lord says, and you know, that's an amazing thing. So, you know what? It's good to have a, a, a teachable moment if you've got to tear your computer up, right? <laughs> so, so we gain something out of that. But what I want you to see is that, you know what? No condemnation from Christ for those who are in Christ Jesus. No condemnation for us. And God is quick to forgive and quick to uh, love us where we are. But by the same means as we talk all the time, we temper that because we have a God of justice. Was your sin paid for at the cross? Absolutely. Was it almost paid for? Just, just the bad ones? All. Amen. That's why he said this is finished. Right. We make it hard. He did the hard part. Now I'm going to jump in. I'm going to take you a little trip down memory lane. Anybody like going down memory lane? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is. Yeah, yes, that's true. That's true. It's like uh, what one do you want to go through? Well, today, you know, Jesse always said, Dad, why don't you preach on some prophecy? Some prophecy. That's good stuff, man. I said, yeah, because he loves, he loves man, what's going on? He digs in there, man. He's reading stuff and all this. So I want to give you a little prophecy here, bud. And uh, I want you guys to just read along with me. Now, we're talking about <laughs> God's love. And, and, and really, the three things that you got your hand out, we're talking about His grace and what's offered to us and in, in how we apply that daily. So we're building some momentum from last week's message and going on to here. So. I'm going to get Tim to follow along with us on here. And we are in Isaiah 53. How many have ever heard that there? Does that ring a bell? A couple people? Well, I tell you what, today, I want this to just allow Holy Spirit to paint this picture on your heart. I want you to think about who this picture is of on your heart, okay? I'm going to read through it here. It says, who has believed our message? To whom has the Lord revealed his powerful arm? My servant grew up in the Lord's presence like a tender green shoot. Like a root in dry ground, there was nothing beautiful or majestic about his appearance, nothing to attract us to him. He was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows, acquainted with with deepest grief. We turned our backs on him and looked the other way. He was despised and we did not care. It was our weakness he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins, goes on to say. But he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we would be whole. Amen. He was whipped so we could be healed. All of us like sheep have strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. He was oppressed and treated harshly. Yet he never said a word. He was like a lamb. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep is silent before the shears, he did not open his mouth. Unjustly condemned, he was led away. No one cared that he died without descendants, that his life was cut short in midstream, but he was struck down for the rebellion of my people. Just a little bit more here. He had done no wrong and had never deceived anyone. He was buried like a criminal. He was put in a rich man's grave, but it was the Lord's good plan to crush him and cause him grief. Yet when his life is made an offering for sin, he will have many descendants. He will enjoy a long life, and the Lord's good plan will prosper in his hands. When he, when he sees all that is accomplished by his anguish, he will be satisfied. And because of his experience, my righteous servant will make it possible for many to be, to be counted righteous. For he will bear all their sins. He will give them honors of victorious soldiers because he exposed himself to death. He was counted among the rebels. He bore the sins of many and interceded for rebels. Somebody say amen. Let me ask you a question. Who's he talking about? Talking about Jesus? Well, how's he talking about Jesus? That's 700 years before Jesus was born. I want you to say this with me, right? Repeat this after me. My God, My God. is an on-time God. My God. 700 years before then, God's already already whispering that into the lives of his, his folks. Look at this. Is God on time with what? Always. Does God care about you? Always. Did God make a way for us? Absolutely. Are the scriptures trustworthy? Absolutely. See, we serve a loving God for the grace and mercy. That's what they call a messianic uh, prophecy, meaning that it speaks, before, speaks of the Messiah way before he even got here. God always tells us, his, his prophets, what he's going to do. And as we study the word of God and we look at that, what it, did it say anything about healing? Didn't it say something about that? Yeah. did it say anything about it being set free and all that? Look at it. The total package right there. I want to go from there and roll into God's grace. Everybody doing good so far? Say amen. Amen. Let's look about God's grace. The definition says this. Grace is God's unmerited favor, unearned favor. He loves you because he loves you because he loves you. Isn't that amazing? And, and I pulled out a little something, and, and I just want to read this. I think I'll mess it up if I don't, so I'm going to read this here. I said, that's grace. I said, grace is God doing good for us when we do not deserve it. Somebody say amen. In the Bible, grace and mercy are like two two heads of a coin of the same coin. Mercy is God withholding judgment or evil that I deserve. Grace is God giving me blessing or good that I do not deserve. I said, because God's mercy, I do not receive the judgment of God against my sin. Because of God's grace, I receive eternal life and a promise of heaven, though I do not deserve it both mercy and grace come through the person of jesus christ amen do you see how important that is to get that in your heart do you see how awesome that is and it's all wrapped up in this right here the gospel the life-changing message of christ the life-changing message of christ i said look at this i said the gospel is the means in which we receive grace and mercy and so much more just like we read in isaiah 53 there's healing there's forgiveness it's the total package We live way below the means of what God's provided for us. Amen. Mm -hmm. Ever thought about that? I mean, think about that. We have all we need in Christ. Let's keep on rolling. This is unpacking fast and good. I said grace is grounded in a person. See, a lot of times people just talk about grace and they think, oh, it's a doctrine. It's It's a person. Jesus is grace. Amen. I love that. When we look at that, I said we get his favor, his forgiveness, his love, and we get Christ himself. See, I think that's what we miss sometimes. Have you ever noticed this? A I, 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 little confession right here. When I first got saved, I, 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 like any of us, and I'm still learning all the time, I knew zero about the Bible. But I did know this. The Lord illuminated enough in my life that I was a sinner and I needed Jesus. And that's a good enough start for anybody. Amen? That's where we—that's where it all starts. Amen? Start understanding that, you know what? God will love you right where you are. And from Halloween night in 1995 to... to Till now, God has continued to pour out his mercy in my life. Amen. How about you? Every day we get up, we can see, we can breathe, we can walk, we can talk. Amazing. Provides for us like that. And when I think about that so many times, I just, I just get overwhelmed with his love, his forgiveness, all his grace and all his mercy. And, you know, so we, we start looking at those things. And I think a lot of times we, we run to where the flash is. Does that, does that make sense? Everybody likes to be on the winning team. Watch when the Super Bowl comes up. You'll see people throwing off their Washington Redskins stuff and putting on whoever. Because I know the skins ain't gonna make it, <laughs> you know, yeah. But they love let Let's pray for them. No. <laughs> I can say that because I'm a Redskins fan. He yeah. But, no yeah, that's right. <laughs> I don't even know how to. I don't even know how to come back after that. But you know what? But, but think about that. You'll see people jump ship real fast, right, when something's new and shiny. Amen. When things are new and shiny, that's what we want. That's what, what's going on and everything else, you know. And, and I know a lot of times that when, when I first got saved, I didn't know anything about church. I didn't know anything about that. But, but I knew I loved the Lord. I knew more so than I knew God loved me. And I knew he loved me regardless. And that didn't make me want to go out and do anything I wanted. It made me want to know him more. Amen. Sometimes I still, I'm ride down the road and I say, Lord, Lord I just want to know you better. Well, buddy, you've been a Christian a long time. Yeah. But you know what? I want to know him better. I want to know him better every day. I, I, I want him to be in my life so that my life is really being led and, and just poured out as, as a representation of his life. And I have to admit, a lot of times it's, not, it, it's a lot of me left in there. Amen. It's a lot of me. But because of his grace, because of his unmerited favor, I can go back and go, Lord, I broke it again. And he says, it's restored. Amen. You see that? So what I would do is I had a friend of mine. He'd say, hey, man, somebody's preaching down here and somebody's preaching down here and somebody's preaching over here. And we'd go to Richmond. I would go to revivals and I would go all over the place and I would take notes and I would look and everything else. And I wanted to hear what they were saying and this and that. And we would follow whatever was going And I found out that I was chasing the gift instead of the giver. I'm just being honest with you. Right? But I didn't know that. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's kind of neat. And not that there was anything wrong with what was going on. Because I believe where we went, thank the Lord of his protection, that they were godly men and women. But I had the wrong focus. And God said, if you just seek me, you'll have all those things. Wow. Isn't that amazing? What did we just read? The prophecy of of who Jesus is. All throughout the Bible, he's constantly telling you, it's me. It's me. Just come to me. See, and then I said, okay. Well, then I went on in my walk with the Lord and I said, well, I just don't know enough about you. So let me tell you, every online course you could take, everything you could download, I have never read so much in my life. To be honest with you, I never read much before that in my life. My mom would say, she said, you know what, son? There is no doubt that God is moving in your life. I said, why do you say that? She said, because you never read a library book in your whole life to the end. And now you're always reading and studying. And see, it, and, and because I was excited about what God was doing. I was excited about learning about God. I wanted to know him, man. I wanted to do this. And I have mentioned this one time before. And and sometimes at work, I get a little break and I'll start reading and reading and reading. And I was doing all this. I was answering these questions, man. And I had to turn stuff into this and everything. And I heard the Lord speak to me just as clear as I'm talking to you today. And he says, man, you know, God can just say about a few words and just take take it right on down. This truth just cuts in there. You know what? I was taking so much time to learn about God. That I was missing my relationship with God. You see what I'm saying? I, I was saying, oh man, you know what? There's three different, uh, let's see, there's Greek and Aramaic and there's Hebrew and all this stuff. I was getting deep, man. I was going to be Mr. Theologian. Well, you could be an educated idiot. Amen? You know what I mean? i would rather just know Jesus. Because if I know him, I'm going to know what, you know, if I know Miles and I'm hanging out with him, I'm going to know what his favorite color is. I'm going to know what he likes to eat. I'm going to know what he doesn't like. And that's what the Lord was showing Right? And probably not a whole lot you don't like, right? I know it isn't me. I can I mean eat anything. But, but what I'm saying is, time with God takes care of all those other things. Nothing wrong about studying. Please don't misunderstand what I'm saying. Hey, be diligent in studying the Word and everything else. But if you get it out of whack with the relationship, you're going to miss a relationship. Think about that. You know? So that's what the Lord was showing me. And guess what came in? His grace. I'm going to go back to that thing. Restored, and I stopped right then. I remember this. I had these books open. Man, I, I felt bad because I was going to learn so much about God. I was going to, I was going to know all about God. And if anybody tried to trip me up, man, I'm going to have to answer. Already had to answer, Jesus. And and that's something that God set me down right there. And He said, you, "You you think this is me translating what He's laying on? You think you will figure all this out? with this? No. Yeah, yeah. Jeff saw my report card." <laughs> it's not going to happen. But you know what? When I just said, Lord, I just want to be with you. See, see, that's the thing about that revelation knowledge. That's the thing. When God takes your guitar uh, and, and your guitar runs out of juice, he said, oh, there's a sermon in there. God to turn around and take a computer that you mess up in three minutes and say, there's a sermon in there. There's always a sermon everywhere. Remember last week we said we we're preaching a sermon daily, right? God's showing us stuff daily. And so, so so many times I get so wrapped around the wheel looking for things to be the way that I think they should be. Come on. And when they don't line up in the box, I go, well, that must not be right. But God's just whispering and saying, there's more to it. There's more to me. I love you. Look at my grace. Let's keep on rolling there. I said grace causes us to focus on living, not on the laws. You ever think about that? The law is a good thing. The law was given to show us our need of a savior. Is that a good thing? There's a lot of times people don't get that. But if they're honest for just a minute, they'll get that. Because the Bible is very clear. All of sin and fall short of glory, God. And and the sooner you come to the understanding that you need Jesus, the better off you are. You know? And and that's what he shows me in, in, in my life. See, grace did what the law couldn't. It magnified the wrong in us, the guilt, the sin. Grace magnifies the life in us through Christ. Favor, forgiveness, and even more. Amen. Isn't that just amazing? I love it. I said grace means that God has given us everything we need for our daily life. Do you believe that? Say amen. Do we have everything in Christ? I'm going to give you a scripture to write down. You can look it up a little bit later, but I'm just going to kind of pull through this. Ephesians 1, uh, 3 teaches that God has given us every spiritual blessing in Christ. I said to walk in the grace means that we simply appropriate by faith that which we have in him where we're lacking nothing. We have peace. Do you need peace? Press into God. Do you need healing? Press into God. Do we need whatever the need is? Press into God. And sometimes it seems like, man, I'm pressing, I'm pressing, I'm pressing, I'm pressing. I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying. You know, God God hears your voice. And it's going to be in his time frame. What happens... I'm going to tell you this story popped in my head. I I heard this story a long time ago. My great-granddad, for y'all heard it, act like it's new, for y'all haven't, y'all enjoy it. When I went to my uncle's house in West Virginia, they ain't got a whole lot up there. I can tell you that right now. But what they did have, they had a little creek back there. It was actually pretty good size. And that's where I would shoot my BB gun, boom, 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 all the time. And I'd hear the older folks sitting on the back porch talking about granddad, granddad. So it's a couple of my great grandfathers. And my dad would tell me this story. He said, you know, son, the property only used to go about this far here. You know, I don't know how many feet. I said, well, what, y'all bring some dirt in or what? He said, well, not exactly. He said, your granddad, my my great-granddad, he said, you see that water coming in? He said, the water used to really rush through here, son. I mean, it would come down off this mountain down here, and it was cutting eating all his yard up. So he got a big rock, and he said, got some guys together, everything, they come across this big rock, and they hauled this rock out to the yard and just dropped it, big old boulder, to the edge of his yard. Now, this is an older guy. This is an older guy that did this. And he would get out there with leverage, and he would move that thing a little bit more, move that thing, and they would all laugh at him. So that old man has had it. He'd work, come home, slap the hogs, and play with the rock. Yeah. Sometimes we just look at people and say, boy, they just ain't too sharp, are they? Go ahead, granddaddy. He was pushing that thing, rolls it on out there, and he gets it, and he manipulates the flow of the of the water coming down. And it start cutting out the bank on the other side. And so he start filling his, his land in like this. He diverted that flow, that living water, right? Start cutting all the, the, the dust and the dirt and the miry muck away so that the good ground, y'all see what I'm saying here? The good ground could move forward. Doubled his land. Didn't look too dumb then, did he? The Lord's just showing me that. Think about that. The living water in us comes through, cuts away all that miry muck and everything else. So that makes more room for God to move around in your life. Is that a good thing or not? Man, I don't even need these notes. God's rolling. You know? But I tell you what, think about that. He took that rock. Who's the rock? Jesus. Man, this is good. I am making a tape. Look at this. You take the rock and you put it in your life. You call on the name of Jesus and you fill up on his word and through prayer. And that living water comes in there and it pushes all those things that we think are so important that are a waste of time. Moves that out so that the seed of God can fall on good ground and grow in our life. And God is magnified. And we gain ground for the kingdom. Amen. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap on that. God is moving all the time. All the time. We have everything we need in Christ. Oh, look at this here. I want you to look at this. Colossians 2, 9 and 10. I said, look at this. We are in Jesus Christ dwells the fullness of God. And you are complete in him. Love that scripture. Colossians 2, 9 and 10. And Jesus Christ dwells the fullness of God. And you are complete in him. Man, we have so much. And the Lord. A lot of times we struggle and we just bang our head up against the wall. But I'm telling you, if 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 we could just get a hold of what God's trying to get to us, we can move those 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 boulders in our life, could move all that miry muck out where the sea could fall on good ground. Amen. Everybody's doing good, say amen. amen. Well, the next thing we're going to talk about is offered. You know, you can offer somebody something, they could turn it down and keep on walking and everything else. But let's take a look at this. What we're talking about is salvation. And the gifts of God is freely offered. I said, God's grace is freely offered. I said, have you ever desired something that you couldn't afford? I'm not talking about a fancy car. I'm not talking about a big house or anything like that. Something that you really, you know, you really want and you couldn't afford it. You just couldn't, you just couldn't do it. But then God comes along or somebody comes along and pays the price so you can have it. How do you treat that person? You probably, probably really have a lot of respect for them. You probably honor them. Right. And they don't want anything in, re- in return. As far as that, it's not like you're trading it off because you couldn't trade off enough to get it. You see what I'm saying? See, isn't that what God did for us through Christ? He offered it. And, and, and all we got to do is grab hold of it. But, you know, when you think about that shelter and different things like that. I'm talking about needs. I'm talking about computer being broke. And it's restored. I'm talking about life's being disjointed. And families being at each other's throat. And God brings restoration. I'm talking about us being full of sin. And now we're, we're representative of Christ. Because of what Jesus Christ has done. And we're righteous in him. Amen? amen. Do you feel like that? Some days we don't. Right? Don't go on your feelings. Go on the word of God. Amen. Don't go on emotions. Go on the truth of God's word. So when it's all said and done and everything. They say, well, why do you feel like that? I see you still limping. I see you still doing this. I see that. Well, you know what? God said I'm whole. So I'm going to go with what he says. And before you know about it, you start straightening up, you start walking out and things like that. God has got a plan in every single thing that's going on in our life. And whether we understand it or not, I am confident that Christ is working all things together for the good. You know why? Because I got his word on it. Do you? Romans eight twenty eight 28. Works all things together for the good. That's why we need to know that word. Now, talking about knowing a bunch of facts versus knowing the word. Who's the word? Jesus. Amen. So when we have that relationship with Christ, God can speak and breathe into our life, that living water coming down that old cracked vessel and that cracked valley and then get everything prepared for what's next coming down there. Are you ready for some good news? Let's keep on rolling. It's offered to everyone. Now, you know what I've seen? I, I, probably in my life, I've probably done some, some of this too. You ever seen people get mad if they get the same deal? As you get, you get a good deal, and then somebody else come along and say, oh, you, you get a good deal, too. They go, why is that? You got the deal, right? Pick something. I don't know. Say, say uh, I don't know. Say they got a free barbecue at in the end of the street down there, and you go and, and, and find out, oh, man, that's good. I want to tell everybody. Speaking of another story. Yesterday, we got some tickets to go to ODU game. You know I had to go. I had just sat on the bleachers watching Jesse and him play the horn, and we were coaching 149-0, and it was cold. And if you got to sit out, it's good to be on the women's side. <laughs> you, it would have been really bad to be cold and have the, the other score. But you know something else than that? I saw the young fellows over there, and I said, hey, the, the, on, the, on the opposing team, I say, hey guys, they go, yes, sir. I said, I just want to tell you, I really appreciate your heart. You never gave up. They go, yes, sir. Appreciate that. So there was a lesson to be learned. Those guys never backed off. They just just couldn't connect it, right? So you look at those things. So we go, and Jesse goes with Thomas a lot of times, who knows his way around the campus. Dad just goes, follow the crowd. He goes, no, 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 no. Thomas goes this way. Okay. And we get over there, in the center of all this this stuff, they've got all the tailgating, you know? You see it on TV. and They got cookies. They got this. And I said, man, this is nice, man. This is is probably going to cost a fortune. And, and, and Jesse says, uh, no, you ain't gonna pay for nothing. I said, you're gonna get us locked up over here. He said, Thomas never does. I said, great, thanks for <laughs> teaching it, Thomas. He said, Thomas just walks up and says thanks and grabs it and walks off. I said, what? And I'm walking around and I'm thinking about it cause I'm getting hungry, but I'm thinking. And then right when I'm walking by, somebody goes, hey buddy, I go, hey, I don't wanna get nothing. <laughs> How you doing? And they're over there and they're eating everything. So I go up to the. This lady's cutting up big sandwiches like that, man. <clears throat> I gotta have one of those sandwiches. And I go, ma'am, I said, uh, where do we pay? She said, everything you see here, sir, it's bumped to paid for, it, it's free. Give me that <laughs> <laughs> Just, said, I wanna go over here. I said, you got your phone? You good? Okay. That's good. He said, he's, he's dialing me Where are you? I'm going, man. They got cupcakes too, you know? So anyway, I'm thinking about that. I could have stayed there all day long like this going, man, man, right? Man, starving everything else. And miss out on all that. You you see where the sermon's coming from now? Many people get saved and don't realize they have the full buffet. And they sit right there and they live their life starving. Another, Another sermon illustration, you know? We can, we can fill up on the word of God, amen. We can fill up on the word of God. So I go over there and we're looking at all these things. And I thought, wow. And just said, Dad, yeah, that's really cool that people do that. That they would come and bring that. I said, yeah, it is. You know? What do we do like that? You know what I mean? In our lives. And they were telling everybody, man, everybody was coming over there. And, and, and you know what I saw? And I'm sure the people waiting on people, maybe they don't. Always, I saw a lot of folks that were very appreciative. That's good. That's good. So when we look at those things, you know, and we see how much that is put before us on the table, why not enjoy that? But also always have a grateful heart. When we see what God's done and it's offered to everyone, do we have a grateful heart? Do, do we become the server then? The lady that was at that table, she was busy. But she still came over. I noticed she because I had the deer and the headlights going I'm like, where's the, where, you know, where's the prices? Where's, where's the, the change there? Where is this? You know what I mean? And she, she just stopped and she said, everything you see here is bought and paid for. It's, it's, it's free. Wow. What a message that was to my heart. Not just because it was good food, but to see that, you know what? All in this whole area, in the center of that campus, man, this is even more. Show me more now. In the center of that campus, Around the heart, oh man, of the lion, right? Yeah, man. Look at this. In the center of that, all this was free. All this was bought and paid for. All this was a great celebration. You step out of that, and you go through the gates, and you go into to pass the law, and you pay. I'm going to fess up. I paid $3.50 for four little Reese cups, but they were good. They were good. Denise, she, she's going, you did what? They were good. They were good. And there was no line. No line. You know why there's no line? Because it's too much money. But I'm thinking, gosh, I just ate $10 worth of stuff. I could swing 350 on a, on a couple of pieces of candy. You know, they got to keep the lights on too. But see what I'm saying is a lot of times, <laughs> I did a lot of walking yesterday. I needed that extra eating. But what I'm saying is this. you See, we walk outside of what God's doing sometimes, and it gets costly. We walk outside of the blessings of God, and we try to make it on our own. And we start trying to do this, so. and there's wrong lines, and there's this and everything else. And, and that's, as I'm, I'm sharing this today, God's just showing me that all this is offered to us. But so many people walk by it. I have been to quite a few Old Dominion games. I have walked by that every single time. Never had a, a, any idea. You missed I did. <laughs> I did. It, it, but you know what? I appreciate that, Jeff. How many people ride down the street right here and miss out? How many people? Think about it. How many people turn around and go right by these churches? How many people go by and when they're clicking on the TV and somebody's talking about salvation, they, they, they miss out on it? That's the whole story, man. That's the whole story. So you know what? It's offered to everyone. But guess what? Just like we're talking right now, many refuse to offer. Some refuse it because they don't know about it. That's our job to tell them. Right? But some refuse it. They go, no, nah, that's all right. I don't want to do that. I'll give you a perfect example of this, man. We got all types of illustrations, right? How many cars parked out front? One. It's offered to everybody. And I had to twist my father in law's arm to park there. Right? <laughs> and, 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 and that's okay. I want to let you know you can park out there, whoever comes up there first, whatever. But you know what? Some people say this, and, and I appreciate that. They say, hey, you know, I'm doing okay. I'll let somebody else maybe have a time to, to get in here. And I appreciate that. See, that's the heart. But just think about that. So many times we go, no, 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 I'll, that's all right. That's all right. That's a big parking lot. We could probably fit most every car out there. Amen? For today, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's right. And if you want to just drive through, we'll help you in. Not a problem at all. But all these little things, God just, just showing me all these sermon illustrations that we walk by. We walk by so many times. What is it that God's going to show you this week that he's going to teach you something? You know, while you're on the boat, while, you, while you're with your grandbaby, while you're, you know, helping with homework. while you Whatever you're doing, I'm telling you, there's a sermon illustration in there, something for us to take away in there. But here's the thing. Many refuse to offer. And I pray that everyone that hears this later on today, or you know, maybe if they listen to it five years from now, God's uh, message is always on time. And I just believe that God's going to move in someone's heart today to, to, to receive the greatest gift ever, His love of Jesus Christ. Amen? Well, let's take a look at this. Will you trust in the offered sacrifice of Christ? You say, well, yeah, I've done that. I've done that. Well... When you do that, do you still worry? We all do a little bit. I like to say I don't worry, but sometimes I do. But I have to readjust my focus on God. I have to readjust my focus on that. And I said, it's, it, it's, a, it's an offer that I, 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 you know, I pray we, we, what is it, I give you an offer you can't refuse. You know, you always hear that in the movies. But, you know, people do refuse that. It's an offer to set you free. It's an offer to restore your life. It's an offer that no one else can make. You ever think about that? God offers you something, no one, nobody, no thing, no anything can back up other than Jesus. How do you know that? The Bible says there's only one way to heaven. Jesus said I'm the way to truth and life. No one comes to me but by, comes to the Father but by me. He's the only one. He's the only way. Are you glad? Say amen. amen. Wouldn't it be terrible thinking, well, do I got it right or do I not got it right? Do I have it right? I don't know. Do I got it right? I don't know. What ha-? We don't have to worry about it. Is there any peace in that? No. There's peace in knowing Jesus. Not just with your head, but in your heart. Amen. I pray each one of us turn around and just grab a hold of everything that's offered. See, not just salvation. And that's, that's amazing in itself. But we read through Isaiah 53. Everybody in here said, they're talking about Jesus. That's absolutely. Claim everything he has for you. And now I want to move on to how do we do that in our daily life. Think about this. A couple questions for you. What does the grace of God look like in your daily life? I want you to think about it for a second. And see, this is the answer only you can, really, you can answer, you know? This is something only you can answer. Think about that for a minute. What does the grace of God look like in your daily life? Mm -hmm. Let's roll on through here. Does it produce the joy he promised? Think about it. We're going to take a little time here, a little seek and tell here. I said, if not, we are living below the blessings of God. Because he's not short on giving, amen? We never really think about that. You know, the characteristics of a a Christian should be that of Christ, amen? I know we all fall short, even still. But in the eyes of God, when he looks at you and he looks at me, he sees you perfect. Do you get that? He sees you perfect because of what Christ has done. That's a big deal. Perfect. Does it produce peace? I'll tell you what. I don't know if it's because I'm getting older or God's revealing more to me or this world's just out of control. I think it's all three. Awesome. Amen. <laughs> it really is. Because when you get older, and you're like, man, you know, you ever been somewhere and things are just peaceful? I, I, I know this with, with uh, when my dad was living. He'd come and visit every now and then. And it would only be for a little bit. I said, man, come on. Hang on. He said, man, I can't take it around here. He said, your phone's ringing off the hook. The dog is running through the catcher. Here, You know, Thomas, on the drums. And I, he said, I got to go home. He said, I love you, but I got to go. You know, things are just crazy. And I kept thinking back. He told me, I- I'm going to do this. Thomas just got his place. I'm going to do this one day. My dad told me, he said, boy, when you get your house. I said, what? He said, I can't wait. I'm going to get in front of the TV. I'm gonna get in there and play that guitar, bang, bang, bang. I'm gonna do it. So I'm gonna start learning the drums real soon. All over the place, and do that there in march, and then go what, what? And then I'm gonna go. I'll get it in a minute. <laughs> I'll get it in a minute. Oh, it's coming. I've waited a long, 23 years, so I waited for this. But you know we do that, don't we? But I could never understand why my dad didn't want to stay long. And then I'd go to his house, and this was what we'd be doing. <laughs> so I knew <laughs> right then, wow, this is a lot different, isn't it? You know? It's going good. You know, I asked my mom, I said, what you been doing today? She goes, what's today? I said, it's, uh, you know, a Sunday. What? He goes, nothing. Nope. <laughs> yeah, just enjoying our time and stuff like that. But you know what? I don't believe our life has to be in total chaos to be producing blessing. Amen. We've been learning uh, on Tuesday nights. We've been studying for some time now about the shalom, God's peace. He's a God of order. That doesn't mean He's rigid, you know. But there should be order. And you know what? We can have God's peace. Amen. Let's keep on rolling couple other questions. Just a little inventory check, all right? A little spiritual inventory. How's your daily praise? Now, I don't mean you got to get up in the morning, put your sweatband on, turn on your boombox and go, ah, oh, this is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made, that the Lord has made. I saw them cheerleaders last night. They were, I can't, I can't, I can't get it, man. I thought, man, how did they move like that? They had some. Yeah. Y'all ain't going to hear anything else I said now. They're going, don't do that. <laughs> Yeah. You know what? You know why I like to make you laugh a little bit? Because it'll soften your heart for the seat of God. Amen. That's it. You know, we're just having a good time. But you know, think about that. Praising the Lord. I got a I got a guy that I worked with a long time ago. He get in his car and sit down his says, praise mobile. And if you didn't believe him, get behind him. He <laughs> He's praising the Lord. I'm thinking, I, I sure hope that the Lord's up in there with you because you're going all across the line. Everybody's like, man, is that guy drunk? No, I'm just praising the Lord. And then you get up to the gate, and I can tell when I go into work, they got the security guards. There's some that have already been prayed up, and there's some that need to be dug up. I don't know. So they always go, one guy calls me he says, Here comes the mobile preacher. The mobile preacher, give us a word for the mobile preacher. I said, when I'm coming in, I got to have a word, man. But then, I, you know, I try to encourage the guy. And he goes, he's, I got one for you. I got one for you. I said, man, so all the time I'm coming in there and the line's backing up. And we're iron sharpening iron, talking to each other. You know, that's good. But can you tell a lot of times when you come in and somebody just feeling a little down? How do you do that? Do you say, well, I don't have time to really get into that. I'm going to keep going. Or do you take a minute and just say, hey, man, I don't know what's going on in your life. I just want to let you know the Lord loves you. And I'll be praying to God to bring a remedy to whatever you are doing. How long did that take? Four seconds? You know, how often do we send somebody a text like we talk many times? Hey, just tell you the Lord's nudging me to, to, to lift you up. Man, don't miss those opportunities to, to, to praise the Lord and praise and tell people about the praise that, that God's doing. That's why we do that on the end a lot of time. Hey, what's God doing in your life? We want to be a part of that. Look at that. How's your daily prayer time? Nothing wrong about praying, driving your car. Just keep it in between the lanes, all right? Just keep it going through there. But you know what? I, I do know this. I know if you don't set aside time, time will get gone. And you'll spend your whole day and you've never even spoke to the Lord. Amen. So if we could start our day with the Lord, spend our day with the Lord, and end our day with God. I do not, not mean that you're just sitting there, I can't talk to you, I'm praying right now. No, I'm, I'm just Excuse me, yeah, I'd like to do that, boss, but I'm going to praise that You've been praying for a new job, right? <laughs> but you can be thankful. Hey, can I get you all to do it? Yeah, absolutely, praise God. Lord, I thank you for this job. I thank you for what you've done in my life. I thank you, that's good. You know, and you look, I tell you, I just know this week, God's going to show you sermon illustrations at your work, at your home, in the grocery line. And you're going to be amazed. You say, gosh, God is everywhere. Yes, he is. He is all the time. Let's keep on going. What's the daily sermon you're preaching? Now, I know we did that last week, but I just wanted to bring that back home and think about all those things. You know, we think about God's grace. The reason I wanted to go back and go back into Old Testament and pull that through there, God. God didn't just work a certain way here, a certain way here, a certain way here, this, and everything. He's bringing things together for the fullness, right? And he's whispering these truths to us. And as we're tuned into the word of God, we'll start to see these things with our spiritual eyes, just like what's going on in the world. I want to tell you something. You don't have to be afraid about what's happening in the world if you know Jesus. Amen? Okay? You can be concerned. Absolutely. We need to be prayerful. But I'm going to tell you what, I want you to know that what you got in Christ is, is more than anything that they can threaten or anything else. And yes, there'll probably be a time that we see a lot of folks that go through a lot of different things. If you look all over the world, there's people going through some terrible things and we lift them up. But I'm going to tell you what, if you read the, read the word, we win. Amen. Did you read the whole thing? Don't just read a little bit, or read the whole thing, we win. And not only that, what we teach is pre-tribulation, which we mean, which means that, you know what, when all these things start really coming apart, God says, Come up here. just you might be one of the guys blowing that trumpet. Burp. Come up here in a twinkling of an eye. But I want to know something. Are you ready? Amen. Are you ready? See, that's the thing. Now, let's go back a little bit here and talk about justice. i, I just ask a question. How many people are scared to meet the Lord? That's, that's good. Because you know what? Some, some may be. Maybe now, what happens if you were... We're real bad yesterday <laughs> or today. Would that concern you, me, the Lord? You know what? That that's such that silence right there is priceless. Because what that says to me is, you know what, buddy? We're just trusting in Jesus. Amen. Absolutely. That's the thing. Because I, what I want to tell you: we don't have to be afraid. It's already been canceled out. The debt has already been done over 2,000 years ago. So we don't have to be ruled by fear. He always says, perfect love casts out fear, right? Yes. Is God perfect love? Yes. Absolutely. So we don't have to be, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Because I can tell you, if you're basing anything on what you're doing or I'm doing or anything like that, for work, that's words. The Bible says that our works are like filthy rags. I want you to rejoice in the grace of God, in the offering that God has done uh, through Jesus Christ, and want us to walk that out daily. That's the whole thing. I would never try to reduce down God to just three words that we use today. Those are just launching points for us to go deeper and greater in what he's done. Amen? In his grace. Understanding the offering. You ever had to give something really that really meant something to you? I mean, think about that. A lot of us have them. A lot of us haven't. And then if you do, you've got strings attached to it. That's not given. That's manipulation, right? <laughs> it's like, well, I'll give you this, but I want that. That's, that's not given. God freely gave to us the perfect sacrifice of Jesus. Jesus willingly laid his life down. I love this. Uh, you know, as you read through there, you know, they, they were going to come grab Jesus. They were going to try a rough house, Jesus. He's like, whoo, fell back. He came willingly. He came willingly. I believe that's what we need to do sometimes. Just come willingly to the foot of the cross. And Lord, you know what? I just need to. Lord, I love you. I just praise you. And my prayer for me and my prayer for us as well. I just want to know you better. I just want to know you better. How do we know him better? Take time with him. Spend time with him. Maybe it's through some of the things that God just, let me me tell you, the the things I shared other than the computer thing, I wasn't thinking about that. I wasn't thinking about the little parking lot thing out there. I wasn't thinking about the the game or any of those things like that. But what God continued to show me is I'm working in all things that you're involved in. All things. I I hope that's a takeaway you have today. In everything that you're, that was fun stuff, some not so fun stuff, right? It wasn't fun when I broke the computer. You know, all those areas God just whispered to me while I'm preaching today. It's like I was with you right then. I was with you right then. Did you see me? See now. Let's go back to what I said. There was a time in my life I wanted to run and see all the miracles. I want to see all this and all this. You want to to know what the greatest miracle is? Me. You. You, 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 you. Everybody. That's the greatest miracle. When somebody says, Jesus, I need you. That's the greatest miracle. Isn't that something that is the greatest miracle that you went from death to eternal life, man. That's the miracle. See, we and, and God's still done all types of cool stuff as well. But how does it get any better than that? Keep walking with God. He'll show you. Amen. He is not short on anything. You know, what? slow to anger, quick to forgive all those things. And if somebody just looked at that on the surface, they said, well, he's just a pushover. You can do anything you want. No, he's a righteous guy. He's a just guy. How do I know that? Because of what happened on the cross. Every sin was laid on Jesus. Every stripe was laid on Jesus. Every sickness was laid on Jesus. All those things were laid on Jesus. And he says, you know what? I'm satisfied. Paid in full. So if you're carrying it yourself, you don't need to. Lay it down. And let God be God and walk with Him and enjoy the fullness of God's grace. Amen. With that being said, I'm going to close out. We're going to read this one more time. I just want you to see this. And I love the the, uh, illustration that Tanya fell in here with the cross and love. I don't care if you flip it up this way, you flip it down this way, whatever. It doesn't change God's love for you. Amen. Let's take a look at this. Can y'all read that with me? Ephesians 1 7 and 8. Let's read. 1, 2, 3. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He has showered his hands. Amen. Understanding. I pray today, you know what? This is a message that, that that's, needs to be preached all the time about God's love, God's grace, God's forgiveness, his offering, all those things. You say, yeah, we know that. You know, do we really know that? Because I'll tell you how you know that. You know that when you're experiencing the peace of God. You know that when you're experiencing the love of God. Do You understand when things are going good and people not respond in the way that you want them to respond. Then go back to this. What does he say? He says, hey, along with all wisdom and understanding. Lord, show us this. Show me how to react to this situation. Lord, show me how to react in this situation. But on top of that, what is he showing you now? How will you respond to the message today? Let me ask you, will you call on the name of Jesus? If someone's here today and they don't know the Lord as a Lord and Savior, I pray today that they call on the name of Jesus. You say, how do I do that? Why do we do that every week, buddy? We'll do that as long as I'm breathing. Because I'm going to tell you, just like I walked by that tent over and over and over with everything I ever would dream of to feast on, People walk by the salvation message week after week after day after year after time after time. Yeah, but they were in the church. It don't matter. You can sit right there and have the best seat in the house and never hear what God's got for you. So I will always, as long as 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 long as the Lord leads me that direction, give people opportunity to return, respond to the love of Christ. Here's your opportunity. Let us pray. Father God, if there's one here tonight, today, Brother Lord. Oh, That does not know you as Lord and Savior, I pray today that they see the love of Jesus Christ through the sacrifice of Christ. Lord, that they take what you offer and grab a hold of that. How do they do that? How do they do that? How do I do that, buddy? Call on the name of the Lord. When we come to the end of ourselves, we're in a great place to receive the Lord. Amen. I pray today that we know that when we call on the name of Jesus, Lord, come into my life. I believe you're the son of God that takes away the sin of the world. Father, today I'm resting in what you've done to forgive my sin. He said, it is finished. He said, if you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. If you're here today and you say, well, I I know that, I've done that, but I don't always have the, the victory and the peace in my life. Well, I want to tell you this, that you know what? We're on a journey, but the destination is secure. And press into what God's got for you. And it doesn't say, and about everything's going to be perfect now and you'll never have any trouble. But I can promise you from cover to cover, we never go through it alone. So I want you to know that you never go through it alone. And God is here. And we want to be here as your church family as well. So, Lord, as we uh, just uh, come to the end of today's message, Lord, let it be the start of us reducing more in our life and your life being lived through us in a mighty way that touches the lives around the world in every situation to bring glory to you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. All right, give the Lord a hand clap.